What's going on, guys? You are listening to the You Can Miss Me With That podcast. I am your host, Luther Okeo. It's been it's been a weird week for your boy, but I am officially on vacation from my job. Lord knows I need it, and um, I'm exhausted. And I'm also taking a I'm also going somewhere. It's it's gonna be fine. It's just gonna be good to kind of slow down a little bit because. Um, I obviously worked all the way through Corona at home, and I know I was one of the lucky ones because I know a lot of people lost their jobs. So I, I understand the situation, but I'm just glad to be on vacation for a little bit and just kind of recharge. But um, every now and then, I have these weird thoughts, right? Where um, I'm just sitting there, like, huh, I wonder if this is happening. Or I wonder if this is happening. And then I just started thinking about the presidential election the other day. And then we talked about it a little bit on Scotty's podcast. Uh, Heathens with Hand Grenades. Go check it out. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Um, and as I was sitting there, I was like, I started basically previewing the election. Because I said that I was like, is this like the worst like re-election year of any president of all time? regardless of who you think of and I sat there I was like it's like Trump and like Lincoln like mid civil war there are probably other ones that I'm thinking of right that I'm missing but those are the two that came up to mind so if you guys got any ideas or any people you'd like to throw into that ring uh, let me know at YCMWT on Facebook or Twitter or you can even text the you can even text the the number at 805-539-2698 I sat there was like, at least modern, like modern era, this is the worst re-election year of any president of all time. And we've kind of seen it with the way Trump has been acting, especially last week. Uh, what's today's date? It's it's the week after 4th of July. And last week, uh, we've seen a few, or the last couple, we've seen a few Trump rallies. Like when he went to Tulsa, well, first of all, he had it on Juneteenth, and then he moved it. But then he claimed like nobody ever heard of Juneteenth till he was president. And I'm just like, well, I'm just going to let that go. But um, the fact that apparently he got, he said like over a million people reserved tickets for that event. And I remember, if I remember correctly, the venue he was at in Tulsa um, only could hold about 19, 20,000 people. And then, of course, on the day of the event, I think only like 6,000 people showed up. And then we had a whole bunch of K-pop stuff. Uh, like fans and other fans claiming that they reserved tickets and then never planned to show up. So it looked like Trump uh, got punked. And apparently he was really down after his rally in Tulsa, like just because of the numbers alone. And um, then he was in Mount Rushmore over the weekend, uh, like basically talking about Bubba Wallace and then saying that he was trying to inflame things, even though he's just clearly skirting the truth. Then he, he, he attacked uh, people taking down Confederate uh, Confederate statues. And I'm, I'm just like, man, he's really doing all he can to keep, to rile up his base so he makes sure that they uh, vote in November. This quarantine or this COVID thing has been very beneficial to Biden because I still like, I'm looking at him like, yo, does this dude have dementia? I don't, I don't want to claim it for sure. It's just been so many talks and claims. Maybe that's just something Trump's team and the Republican Party is pushing. But then also, apparently, he's going to p- pick a black female running mate, which has never... I don't think that has ever happened before. And um, 
this whole thing this whole quarantine has been great because the debates i feel like trump will be slaughtering biden on the debates trump's that dude on the playground who just talks mad shit and then uh this would either happens on the court like especially like just on on the court like you either play worse because you're just getting tired of his shit and you low-key want to fight him or you play better like you know the really good ones play way better and then they just use that as fuel to like dominate the team and get trump off the court But I want to go back to 2016 a little bit and just kind of talk about that a little bit. And I know I'm not a political strategist or anything like that. It's just things that I noticed. And uh, if you really think about it, I'm not even really think just just like, you know, two, the two party system is a terrible idea. You tell me with all the b- brilliant people we have in America that we just try to boil it down to two people, which Joe Rogan and I agree with him is basically a popularity contest. But even the popularity part contest part of the election doesn't even technically count because the electoral college the people who vote for those could just vote wherever they want because i think they're technically just supposed to hey if california says vote for, for vote for biden that california guy is like okay I'll, the, the way it's supposed to work okay california said to vote for biden so i'm gonna vote for biden give them all the electoral college votes to biden in the election but the dude from california just be like eh i want to vote for trump like there's no power there's no, I know. I think they just started putting in power for states to force their electoral college people to vote for who the state actually votes for. But for a while, just like it's like doing it on good faith, you know, doing it on really good faith. Ooh, excuse me. Um. So go back to 2016 and talk about like two evils that you didn't want to associate with. Me, I mean, the only reason I, I knew Trump from what The Apprentice, and then his attacks on uh, Colin Kaepernick and how he felt, and also his attacks on Obama trying to like say he wasn't born in this country and things like that. To the point Obama had to literally pr- pr- produce his uh, birth certificate, and then and even then, like he wouldn't even release his tax returns. And you always hear all these things like he's hemorrhaging money, but then how much money he spends just going to his resort every weekend was astronomical i think it was in something hundred hundreds of millions of dollars when we when we when we looked it up on scotty's podcast that's public money he's spending going to his golf course he's basically using the government to pay himself besides all the dealings that his kids are doing and um and also whatever that whatever the hell because then they're flying a lot like it's crazy to see how much money that Trump's family has spent just traveling and things like that, and I and I know for sure it's way more than Obama. Actually, I should say for sure. I, I should I should probably double check before I make that claim. But it's like it's an exorbitant amount of money. But let me just go back to 2016. So when we had 2016, we had uh, Trump and Hillary Clinton, and at that point, the the Democrats literally screwed. They cheat. They basically cheated. Uh, uh, Bernie Sanders out of the Democratic uh, nomination, which I think Ber- if Bernie Sanders would have won, I don't think Trump would have won. But man, it would have been two really old white dudes just screaming at each other in debates because Bernie's about that life, and you can never question B- Bernie on his social activism on how he cares about equal rights because there are pictures of him literally walking behind Dr. King, and then um, but think maybe he was too radical. 
for radically left for the Democrats because he's like, I'm going to make college free and then we should have free health care and, and all this. And I think a lot of his principles were championed, maybe not in the exact same way as he did, but like um, with Andrew Yang and his idea of universal basic income. And then go, every, anybody who listens to this, go listen to that Joe Rogan experience episode when he had Andrew Yang on. It was an incredible watch. And to have him literally explain the idea of universal basic income and Joe Rogan questioning him the whole time. Because anybody who's watched the Joe Rogan podcast knows that Joe Rogan does not pull punches. You know, he asks questions like, in a weird way, the way I would ask them. He's like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. If you don't believe me, go watch the Candace Owens one where he just basically calls her out like, you don't believe in climate change? Like, you don't believe in climate change? And then they have like a very awkward, like 10, 15 minute, like kind of confrontation argument about it with candace owens not really providing anything to to back her stance up and we've already seen how candace owens has reacted here in the following basically years since that happened you know in a way candace Candace owens is a unicorn you know she's a black female black female black female woman that's dumb black female who's very conservative so of course the republican party is going to champion her as much as they can it's like it's like this. Uh, I can't remember who said this joke. It's like this joke when they when they when a black person rolls up to a tea party rally, and then they like basically prop them up on stage like, look, look, diversity. <laughs> but you know, let me. I keep getting off topic. Let me go back. So when the weird part was was that um, both candidates with Hillary and Trump were so dirty. And also the fact that the Democrats literally orchestrated Biden, Bernie Sanders removal. So he couldn't get the nomination. Put a lot of people, especially in my age group, completely off. To be honest with you, I was going to vote for Bernie. I was going to vote for Bernie, but then I ended up voting independent because I am actually a registered independent. One of the things right when I got my citizenship in college, that's the first thing I did was register as an independent. America is it's too good and too big and too, too influential to be just narrowed down to a two-party system. It, like I said before, you're telling me of all these brilliant people in the world, whether it's Elon Musk or it's a guy like Trump or Kanye, now that he's a, he's announced that he's going to run for president, even though he hasn't done any any of the official, like done any of the, any of the official steps to become, to actually even have get himself on the ballot. And he's also missed several states, like deadlines to be a write-in ballot. I mean, you have even have like the Rock said, he, Rock said he, he'll run like he's feeling like running. Trump opened that door when Trump made it. And what was what was his thing? Like he was literally a, he was a billionaire or a millionaire, multimillionaire, whatever. But then he was also a reality TV star. How Trump won was the fact that you had complete apathy by a lot of people because you were just we're basically getting the ultimate version of the same with Hillary Clinton. Okay. She's always been in the spotlight. My thing just that, my own personal thing is like, why are you trying to go back to probably one of the worst moments of a, of a marriage when your husband cheated on you in the White House? Why are you trying to go back there? Also, she just, she just had too much baggage. I didn't trust her. It also didn't help that uh, one of the people who worked for her foundation got suicided. You know? The same way Jeff, basically Jeffrey Epstein did, except, you know, that dude didn't go to jail. 
and it was it's just like she's so dirty even the clinton foundation was dirty and all that and i was like i wasn't gonna vote for her it didn't matter that she was a woman first of all that shouldn't matter i'm trying to pick in my opinion who the who's gonna be the best for the country so you had that complete apathy of people who just didn't vote like just didn't vote and then Trump got people who hadn't voted in 20, 30 years who believe who believe in what Trump is saying. Deep, low-key racist at the time. Low-key racist. And got them to come out and vote. And then now we're where we are here. I mean, think about just Trump's presidency presidency in total. The amount of staff turnover he's had in his cabinet and people who advise him, you know, the amount of times that he's just had to like, look, I'm the big dick in here. All right. I'm the big dick here. Everybody look at my dick. If you you guys can understand what I'm trying to say here. Everybody look at my dick. My dick's huge. All right. I'm the one who did this. I'm the one who did that. Like literally using his Twitter, uh, using his Twitter to to um, to put spotlights on um, either um, completely like first of all low key racist ideas and came out racist things and um, was it the other day he retweeted like a white power post on Twitter, but then also giving uh, like putting eyes on conspiracy theories and just false information to the point Twitter had to take like come at him. And of course, everybody could serve his complaint on Twitter because they feel like it has a, a left-leaning bias, which it probably does, to be honest with you. But also, I do appreciate the fact that they're like, look, this is false information, you know? But it's weird that Twitter and Facebook have ta- taken such different stances. Like Facebook, they're like, we, we're not commenting on that. Or we're not, like, we're just kind of stepping back. And Twitter's like, no, nah, we in there head on. To the point, Facebook of, uh, employees were like, look, we don't agree with this which I also agree with them, Facebook, Twitter, and all these places where millions upon billions of people use the site every day. They have, they have a responsibility because that's their, that size now. Something can go viral and then all of a sudden all bunch of people are getting uh, misinformation. It's not like they're going to do research to make sure that that's true. They're just going to run with it. So, I mean, I'm literally just sitting here like, man, Biden has been so lucky that COVID happened. Because whether he has dementia, or I've heard these things where he's had a, a lifelong stutter, which and then he's, he's to work around that stutter. He skips words that he struggles mid sentence. So then it looks like that he's not being coherent. And then also Trump doctored a video of him to make it look like he's he either said I'm supporting Trump or something like that. It's incredible that we have a president that does that. Like doctor's video does this. Even the fact that Fox News supports him. Like when Jeffrey Epstein's was it her, guess Lane Maxwell got arrested. And then they put a picture of Jeffrey Epstein, this Maxwell lady, and Trump and Melania. And then they try to crop Trump out of the photo, but they did they the way the photo was placed, they couldn't crop him out effectively so they left part of his head in there and then i'm sitting there like are you serious like you cannot be serious about this and how how you're how you how are you a, a, a news network that allows that besides we've already seen the rhetoric coming from tucker carlson calling the black lives matter movement a poison 
you know, Rudy Giuliani saying they're coming to take your home. It's the fact that you, you're seeing a, a minority who has been beaten down for literally basically since America started and even before that. And they're like, we're done. We want change. And it's not even the big change that I think what, that's what they're afraid of, you know. Right now, all we do, we're taking down symbols. We're, we're affecting like minimal change. Like we need, Scotty said this on his podcast, we need dramatic, basically complete systematic change. Right? And that kind of change, I think we all understood. I mean, hell, I'm 27. Scotty's 27. Right? We might not see that. We might not see that change in our lifetime. Maybe our grandparents, maybe our grandparents, maybe our grandkids will, will, will see that change. Because I always bring up what Skip Bayless says. Right when all the protests were at their earnest and they're loud and they're looting and all that stuff. And then all eyes were on them. Skip Bayless said, I see more young white kids than sometimes black people in these protests. It's like the new generation that is finally being that has incredible voting power and they're flexing it right now in a way that I don't think another generation really has. The point they're affected change to the point we're watching something really unique in Minneapolis where they've they've done wholesale change to the police department and if that works out the craziest part is we won't know when how long that will take to see actual tangible results but if that works out that will spread all across america but like skip Bailey says he's seeing more young white people in at these protests uh, and and if that's saying something that our parents or are people who, who've like look they've just grown up like and maybe uh our parents generation is more tolerant mind you it's not all the way because we've seen just some ignorant stuff including the the go read the facebook post about the dude who was almost lynched in alabama during fourth of july because only him and his friend were just trying to go swim at a lake and they were surrounded and, and assaulted and beat up by a group of white men and then one of them's like go get the noose we'll hang you right here in front of all these people like in a crowded area and then luckily there were people there who were who were fighting to save basically save this dude's life. But you've seen this new young group of people that for a long time, like I guess black people and their friends were telling me, like, look, this is what happens to us. And then every now and, and then over basically the 2010s, we've seen them, we've seen through the deaths of um Alton Sterling. Trayvon Martin, oh, geez, I could keep Eric Garner. We could just keep going. Botham John, all these, and then we're seeing more and more to the point where, like, literally, you saw George Floyd beg for his life basically a month ago, and people were like, "We're done." All those other times where we protested, and then they realized we're not doing enough here. And now it's actually okay that companies can be like, "Yeah, we support uh, Black Lives Matter, this and that." And even even the NFL is reversing its stance, even though. Like they could, the NFL could have easily solved this to start, but no, they're worried about losing twenty percent of their, of their gate or revenue or whatever. Not realizing that whichever team that actually takes Colin Kaepernick in and and does it for the right reasons, you know, using the NFL's own model, and I'm just using them as an example where they're like, we're trying to win games here, we're trying to win Super Bowls. That's what the NFL, every team walks in the season like, we're trying to make it to the playoffs, we're trying to do this. 
And then we're like, we're looking for the best players to help us do that. And it wasn't like Colin Kaepernick committed a crime or anything like that. And they and they shunned and they ostracized him. And then now look, four years later. And it's not even just on the NFL organization itself. It's it's the players as well, the ones who just like who didn't support him or or didn't want to put a voice to it and just just kind of left on the back burner. Because if the NFL players put their beg the collective voice together or enough of them because obviously not every NFL player believes the same way but they all like even when Big Ben cried because he was in the locker room for the national anthem completely missing the point of why Colin Kaepernick knelt and then saw the backlash Drew Brees got a month ago or a couple weeks ago so with this young this young group of people that is really flexing the muscle out there. They're gonna obviously they're starting they're starting to have kids, and then they're teaching their kids uh, to be even better than who they are. And then those that group of young people is obviously as they grow, they're gonna get into different facets of society. They're gonna get into dip, power and things like that. And I'm just sitting there like it's gonna be very interesting to see the change. And I hope people understand this change. Like anybody who's listened to this podcast, especially over the last few weeks, has understood. Like, and I've tried to sit there. I'm like, man, racism is just dumb. And maybe I wouldn't think it was dumb if I wasn't like, like, the target of racism. And maybe if I was white, I'd feel about it different. But it's just dumb. And I said, like, use a scenario. Like, some an alien comes out and lands on the planet and asks you what racism is. Try to explain it to him. Just try to explain it. It's so dumb. And it's also the fact that, you know, people like you have to teach that to the next generation. I bring up that gift. Remember that 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 wholesome gift of the like the little black kid and little white kid running to each other on the street because they haven't seen each other in a while. And they run up and they give each other a hug as their parents are there. And it's just cute. It's incredible. You know? And and you see that like when 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 uh like little Billy goes home, then his dad is like, you can't hang out with uh, Martin anymore. And then he's like, why? He's like, what's wrong with Martin? You know, the fact that the kid is even able to question that. And then now you have to fill Billy's head with lies. You know, to make to make Billy racist. And of course, Billy's going to take that because you're his parent. He's going to believe you, you know. And then eventually, um, if Billy is cognitive enough or he's smart enough he's gonna do his own research and then you see that like when they're in their 20s they're like oh my god my parents lied to me you know it's like the kid who was whose mom was famously anti-vax and then when the minute he turned 18 he went to go get all his vaccinations and now he's like testifying in, in front of congress about it and now his mom completely disowned him this presidential election is going to be so interesting it's going to basically it's going to be it's going to look completely different than any other one before because of vote by mail and Trump's already kind of trying to call that vote by mail process into question. You know, COVID coming back and the fact that America didn't prepare for it, we didn't take it seriously. We shut down for three months, and then we opened up too quickly. And then now look at us—we're getting fifty thousand cases a day, a day. 
Florida and California giving us over 10,000 cases. 10,000 of those cases per day. Like, both of them records are high 11,000. Florida opened up too quickly. Remember when Jacksonville um, opened up their beaches? And, of course, everybody named Mama went out there. And then the first day, 1,000 cases, over 1,000 cases of COVID. We didn't take it seriously. And I'm saying we because we're, as a country... Okay. The rest of the world is recovering or the rest of the world is taking it seriously. Even our mortal enemy right now, China, took it seriously. And they're recovering. And the fact that, that Europe, Europe is just like, we just don't want Americans right now. They put a whole ban on it. Y'all stay over there. Yet we as a country will walk up and tell other countries how to live their lives. When anybody and their mama can point out the country's flaws. Because of the rhetoric, because of the stance that we have taken, because what we have, we've even put in our own official documents. I wonder what happens if, if Biden wins. I believe he needs to have a strong running mate, you know? When, remember when there were like 3,000 Democrats running for the nomination? Like the first person I latched onto was Kamala Harris. And then I did some more research on her. I realized that she's from California. And then her stances on like truancy and um, some of her actions as a, as a I think was it a, a district attorney in California were very questionable to me. So then I jumped off and then I found Andrew Yang. I don't think career politicians, especially in today's climate, you just be done with them. I think that's another reason what helped Trump win in, in 2016. He was something new. He was something different. He was something fresh, even though we've seen him forever. But actually being like, I wonder what he would do as president. I wonder how the Republican Party will look back on Trump's time. Because I have a feeling they're just going to like, like, kind of like, completely 180 him the minute he's not president anymore I feel like Republicans did what they had to do to survive especially with the fact that Trump has this power that to intimidate people including and billionaires in the NFL and whatever which I don't understand so what like okay so Trump says okay guys don't go to football games anymore it don't matter more people will come and support. But you know, it turns out a whole bunch of those friends are, are a whole bunch of those owners are friends with Trump, like Robert Kraft, uh, Stephen Ross, a Miami Dolphins owner. Like, you know, more and more people like that. I just to name just to name a few. Are friends with them. They've donated money to his campaign. What was it? Like even big companies like Chick uh, was it Chick-fil-A had donated to his campaign. Also also, I mean Chick-fil-A is owned by a very uh, Christian family. We've also had, you know, reports of, of like gerrymandering and uh, voter suppression in Georgia when they were kind of voting in the primaries. In my honest opinion, I think 
I really in the right when the election uh, or the 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 presidential kind of process or election process started, I thought Trump was gonna win, no matter who came out. I mean, hell, the the just running for the primary almost killed uh, Bernie Sanders. He had a heart attack, didn't he? Now I don't know. It's like so many things have worked out in Biden's favor. I don't know. Is it bad? I'm still kind of leaning that Trump's going to win, despite whatever happens. Especially with Kanye now running for president, and then seeing a lot of people had theorize that even though he's, he's he's a huge Trump supporter, he's a Trump friend. That all the reason that this is going on is to pull black voters from uh, Biden. Which, first of all, how stupid do you think black people are that you just think that, okay, one of the more famous black entertainers is going to run for president and that's going to pull votes? Are people just going to vote for him because he's Kanye? Absolutely. You know, the people who just vote for Trump because he's Republican, the people who go to vote for Biden just because they're Democrat without really actually doing your due diligence, you know, because the, the commercials you see on TV or the posters or whatever, they don't tell you the full story. I think as a voter, you have the responsibility to make sure you are educated enough to cast your vote because it's important and also it's also the other stuff that's going to be uh on the ballot as well that they're going to be locally and things like that you have to be able to do your research don't just don't don't just sit there and be like oh beyonce said i should have voted for hillary clinton so i'm gonna vote for hillary clinton or lebron james says that no okay i'm gonna use the example again tom brady is my favorite player maybe my favorite athlete i love his story that um he nobody believed in him, and then watching him become the greatest quarterback of all time. But that's it. If Tom Brady told me to vote for Trump, I'm not voting for Trump. If Tom Brady told me to vote for Biden, I'm not voting for Biden. All right, I think completely differently than Tom Brady does. I'm not going to go to Tom Brady for my political decisions because that's dumb. That's dumb. You're not. I'm. I don't know Tom Brady. Um. We, me and him, I, I think, clearly do not think the same. Like, he, we're two completely different people. Celebrity endorsements don't really mean anything. I mean, we saw it clearly in 2016 when all those celebrities who came out for um, Hillary Clinton, and she still lost. I believe she lost for the right reason. It wasn't just because she was a woman. I don't know who, how the, the country would have turned out with Hillary Clinton as president. Maybe would have taken coronavirus more seriously. Maybe would have taken all these different deaths that happened of unarmed black people getting killed by police underneath Trump more seriously. Maybe the whole approach to Colin Kaepernick's movement would have been different. And we, he wouldn't have never lost his job. Or or um, or the, that false red, uh, like kind of the false rhetoric or the false um, story that was posted about him kneeling and why he knelt would never would have never given gotten the life that it did. Maybe we just had more of the same that would have just brought people so far out that if Trump or Jesus Christ, the Easter Bunny or Bugs Bunny or whatever ran for president, they would have just voted for them because they they just need something new. <clears throat> As of today, what's today's date? As of today, no matter the week after, 
4th of July. I still think Trump's going to win. I still think Trump's going to win. Because they will have a debate. I still think they'll probably end up having a debate. And Biden's going to get killed on it. Mine's not going to be like Mike Bloomberg, who spent all this money on his battleground states, and the one debate he went into got murked by Elizabeth Warren. And showed he was clearly not prepared for it. But that's going to be the mental image a lot of people have. It's going to the polls. <clears throat> and the, the, I guess the, there's always this thing, was it the, the effects of a president's decision? I've always just kind of realized they don't even happen during the actual like presidential term. It's like the, the, the next term or the next term. We're talking 20 years down the road and we're still feeling it. Like the biggest change with Obama, oh, with, Obama with Trump's presidency, I think is his appointments to, um, oh my God, the Supreme Court. There we go. Also the fact that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is basically like she about to die. She old as hell. We're seeing a lot of uh, conservative, or not conservative, liberal Supreme Court justices. They're getting ready to leave. You know, didn't he just put Kavanaugh in? Did he put somebody else in there as well? He put two people in. And now um, you're seeing this majority in the Supreme Court, the highest court in the land. I can only imagine the, the, the kind of pressure or whatever that you're under, you know? Because that Supreme Court has the power to completely change America and possibly and, and you know realistically take America back decades in terms of like policy, especially on reproductive rights. Well that's a whole nother podcast to talk about abortion and why I think just the the, the, the discussion against it is done. If, if she wants to do that, she wants to do that. She still has to pay for it and she has to live with the consequences of doing that. You know? Because all, all, all seems like people, a lot of people on the right want to do is just make sure that baby's born. But then, are you going to support the baby? Alright? And then, like, y'all don't care about the, the kid after that? Just want the just want the baby born, but uh, that's a whole other discussion. So I guess there's my election 2020 preview or not preview or whatever. What do you guys think as as of like today or whenever you listen to this? Who do you think is gonna win the election? I'm still slightly leaning Trump. I just I, I just it's just a feeling I have. Mind you, I'm not gonna vote for Trump. I've seen enough. Of how he thinks, his policies, the way he runs. We've seen how he's technically going to run the government and things like that. Taking credit for technically something that happened in Obama's term. And he's like, no, we did it. Not re- not understanding how, like, hey, decisions that are made in presidencies are going to affect for years down the line. Um, the tax cuts. This, uh, like the tweets, the whatever, the constant staff turnover. The fact that he just needs to have yes men around him. You cannot have yes men around you when you run the country. You'd have somebody tell you when you're wrong. God damn it. That's why I can't be president. And I technically cannot be president because I was born I was born in a different country. But I can't be president anyway. I don't want to be president. It's a thankless job that not one person should have anymore. And also, nobody over 70 should be running for president. 
70 should be like the cutoff. That's it. Like this after this date, you're no longer allowed to run for president because just look at the pictures of the people before and after they are president. That's one of the most stressful jobs on the planet. My goodness. And I don't know why one person willingly just like puts um, puts themselves in that situation, even with a cabinet. But now, now I'm just speaking about radical change altogether, about what I think needs to change, especially with our just a lot of processes in America just need to change because they're, they're either outdated, dumb, or they just not they just don't work. They, we don't need the electoral college anymore. The fact that millions of people can vote for for a candidate, and then the the person who, who's technically in the electoral college can be like, eh, I want to vote for the other guy. If you don't believe me, there's a funny Key and Peel sketch on the electoral college. Go look it up on YouTube. It's incredible. It's funny as hell. And also, it's like, oh my god, that's how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. But guys, I am I am going on a trip. I'm not saying where, but it's time for me just kind of, also probably go to switch to more video from now on. Now, I mean, I've, I've done a few episodes with guests where, where I did video, but I think I'm going to switch to more video from now on just by myself. Um, guys, stay safe. I know the second wave is coming. If you guys, especially in those really hard hit states, please stay safe. It's not a game, you know, we still don't know what the long-term effects of COVID are. I've heard reports that it, it adversely affects your lungs, even even though it, after you're done with it, which could cause respiratory problems and, and other things in the future. My goodness. Well, guys, it was fun talking to you guys and giving up a little preview. And it, it's, it, this is, I hope I don't do a lot more political, like in terms of like the election, things like that in the future. I think just letting the process play out unless I see something outlandish like Kanye saying that he's going to run, which I don't think he's going to run. He's just trying to promote his new album since he dropped a new single and whatever. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Twitter at YCMWT. You know, uh, go over there, comment on the pages, say whatever. Um, you can also call the podcast at 805. Uh, oh crap I can't remember why can't I not remember is it 539-2698 let's go with that let's go with that I, I, I feel real bad this is bad um, you can also email the podcast at myycmwt at gmail.com and I will try to respond to you in a uh, in a quick fashion obviously guys just things are changing and um covid is back and saying like hey it's back like it never left and guys please stay safe put your masks on even if you don't care it's not about you when you put those masks on it's about protecting the people around you just have a little compassion for your fellow man you know just try to follow the guidelines but i feel like some people are listening it's just falling on deaf ears so guys stay safe i love you all bye